0: Welcome to All Villa, No Villa, a new podcast all about the world's best football team, Aston Villa. George Rosheen and I have explained why we loved the Villa, but as Birmingham natives, there was always only going to be one club for us. But what if you live thousands of miles away from the hallowed turf of Villa Park? In the fifth of our special Villains Abroad series, we spoke to Brittany Klein, who's chairwoman of the Winnipeg Lions in Canada. Roshin and I found out what made her support the villa.
1: So, Canada is not really known for its soccer. <laughs> um, we're really known for ice hockey. And so, actually, growing up, I really, really didn't like soccer. We played it a lot in school and I didn't care for it. Um, I didn't like playing it. I had zero interest. Um, and then during the 2014 World Cup, there was um, you could see a lot of like the the car flags that people were putting on their vehicles, and you could see that there was a lot of hype around the World Cup. And so I was like, you know what, I'm I think I'm I'm gonna give this football thing a try, and I'm going to just kind of follow along and see kind of what happens. And so I didn't really have a uh, a country to follow because Canada wasn't in it, and so. I ended up just kind of looking through and I was like, you know what? I like the Netherlands. I'm going to follow the Netherlands for really no <laughs> other reason besides um, I just like choice. the Netherlands. <laughs> and so um, I was watching matches and I kept hearing kind of this name come up all the time. And at that point, Ron Vlaar was playing for the Netherlands. And so um, my partner, he was following Germany for no real specific reason either so we were just kind of like watching watching along so anyway um, I actually really enjoyed watching and I thought to myself like we kind of talked about it and we were like you know what this is something we could get into and like this is something new to us that we could start to follow and so I really wanted to choose a club to follow and I knew that I wanted a club from the like the Premier League and but I didn't want one of like those like the big kind of bandwagon clubs. And so I wanted something with a very long history and I just kind of like did a little bit of research and just kind of looked at who was in the Premier League at, at that time. And um I actually really, really loved the colors. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Do you know I've heard this before? People choosing villa cause their favorite color was purple. And yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> and I was like, I really like that like maroon kind of color. And so, um wasn't solely based on that, but I kind of did a little <laughs> bit of like a little bit more research and just kind of saw that like Villa was had a really, really long history. They've been around for a very long time. and but like, they weren't like like the Man United, the Chelseas, the Arsenal's that you see here. And so um, I kind of looked into it a little bit more. And then my partner says to me, he's like, hey, did you see who like this club's captain is? And I was like, well, no, I haven't gotten that far yet. And he was, and so I looked at and it was Ron Floor. And I was like, oh my gosh, like this is the guy (laughs) that I've been following through the World Cup. It's a sign. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And um, actually something else too that I kind of don't know if I want to admit, but I will that um i'm a big like i grew up in the era of harry potter and so <laughs> i'm a big <laughs> harry potter fan and um i saw that like oliver phelps is an aston villa supporter yeah. as well and so uh? I was like oh there's something else and so it was just kind of that that was it that's kind of how it happened and i was like you know what this is it this is the club that i'm going to follow and uh yeah rest is history so
0: <laughs> you're so fan support just grew and grew over the years since 2014 then?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what, actually like what, Um, what really kind of like solidified my love for Aston Villa was um, like once I knew that Aston Villa was going to be the team that I was going to, dedicate myself to <laughs> um i went to like an online forum and i just kind of like made a post and i was like you know what i'm really new i don't know a lot about football i don't know anything about aston villa but like i i want to learn and i want to know uh, like kind of the ways and so um, i got a lot of really positive comments on that and people just kind of like welcoming me into the community and so the football was one thing, but the community aspect of it was something completely different. And so it was like something that I hadn't, um, experienced before in the world, like of sports. Mm. And so like, we have like really large fan bases in terms of ice hockey, but that, that community aspect of it isn't really there. And so, um, I think like what, what really, really drove home Villa for me was that that community aspect and how, like, it doesn't matter who you are, what you look like, what you do. If you're a Villa supporter, you're like, you're part of the family. Right. And so um, that was something that really, really yeah. like, hit home for me. So.
2: We, we've heard that a lot. We've heard that a lot, that particularly in North America, that there's a, a kind of a massive Villa community and we've discussed it quite a few times, how it kind mm-hmm. of brings people together. But there is that tribal aspect of football that that we've also discussed that actually, if you're from the other team, yeah. <laughs> you're not family.
1: Yeah. You know,
2: it's a, it's a it's a strange kind of allegiance, isn't it? Like, yeah, it we've is. got we've got a friend who's a who's a blues fan. I think he's the only nice blues fan I know, actually. <laughs> um, and there's still that kind of
0: oh yeah,
2: you might yeah. be my friend, but
0: how was it like? Kind of following Villa, considering that I guess from 2014 onwards, we haven't been going through the best time. No. So how you know? A lot of people probably would have given up on us at that point. So why didn't
1: you <laughs> <laughs> We're just not start at all? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you're right. Like I, I didn't come in at the at the greatest time. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think like with today's um kind of age of like social media and stuff like that, like it's it's easy to kind of stay up to date with things and then also co- to connect with other people. And like I said, I feel like during the the hard times, and like you're you're gonna see comments from both sides right you're going to see those fans that are like really angry and like they're calling for this person out that person out and then you're going to also see like those supporters who are going to be like well you know like like just stick with it right like we're we're we can't get any worse right it's just it's got to <laughs> go up from here again like I think it's just like really that that community aspect of it and um just being a part of something so so special so just you kind you of gets from, you through the tough times <laughs>
2: how do you go from that that okay i like this team i'm a fan there's a community this is great um but they're pretty rubbish sometimes <laughs> um to uh, i'm the chairwoman of winnipeg lions mm-hmm. and and i'm kind of leading this north american lions group how how does that
1: grow well for me it was um like just following along, just kind of getting to know kind of how the whole Lions Club thing works and just kind of seeing through other people. And I was talking to a buddy of mine. Um, he's, the, uh, Kurt, he's the chairperson for um, the Austin Lions. And I was talking to him a while back and I was like, you know what, it would be really cool. Like I really want to have a club here because there isn't one anywhere near me. Like the closest one is, to me is in the U.S., and so, and it's like a, a six hour drive for me, which like for me is, is' not it's not that bad it's a it's a weekend <laughs> trip, right? <And> so, <laughs> 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 it's true though, it's true though we go like we go to the closest one to me is um is Minnesota, and so like we'll go there for like a weekend and meet up with them sometimes, but obviously like this this time you can't do that, but anyway i so um I ended up wanting to have a club here because there really aren't any anywhere near me in Canada and like I was saying to him like I feel like it would be a lot of work I just I don't know I don't know if I can do it and he was like well just do it like just Mm -hmm. just dive into it just like sign up and the nice thing about like uh Lions Clubs too is that like they don't have like a minimum requirement of of registered members and so I'm pretty sure that there are like other clubs out there that have like you have to have like you have to maintain a certain number of members to stay active and Villa doesn't have that and so like me being here in the middle of the Canadian prairies where there aren't a lot of supporters that I know of yet I've seen a few people here and there over the years. And so now it's just kind of trying to connect with those people again, and trying to kind of show people like, hey, we're here, and we can, we can grow this into something more. So my thing was wanting to be a member of an official Lions Club that was in my country. (laughs) And somewhere, like somewhere, somewhere close. And so Kurt was saying, well, just like create your own then, like, just do it. And he's like, it's, it's not a ton of work. You just, You know, like you, you connect with people, you put things out there, you, um, connect with other, other lions clubs and yeah, just do it. So I was just kind of one day I was like, you know what, I'm going to do it. just gonna go for it and see what happens yeah
0: good for you so how how, like we've interviewed um brett bates from the toronto lions Mm -hmm. we've spoken to rick leon from the uh, california lions um have you been part of that north american meetup yet do you do you um meet up with them or have you met up with them pre-pandemic
1: um so i definitely have met up with them i've been to like the last um the last couple meetups and kind of as, as much as I can anyway, like when, if I'm able to go to them, I'm going to go to them. Mm-hmm. And, um, so I've met up with, uh, with all of them many times. And then even if, um, even if we like go to Toronto for, again, like it's a, it's a short flight, right? So we'll go to Toronto for the weekend. How
2: we long is a that. short six hour flight? <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. No, to Toronto, it's only a couple hour flight. It's not too bad. So yeah, like we'll, we'll meet up with, with them there and then if there's like anybody um or like i said if we go to uh, minnesota we'll meet up with them in minnesota as well and um like when villa had their preseason uh friendly in minnesota oh
0: yeah
1: yeah um, a couple years ago almost a couple years ago now there was a huge like just like there was a huge meetup there that wasn't really like an officially organized meetup it was just like hey villa's here like let's let's go and uh yeah so so that was great
0: um now there's there's something there's an interesting fact here that I'm speaking to two school teachers I believe uh am I right in thinking you're a school teacher Brittany so
1: I am yeah
0: I I did see uh you written about in the Birmingham uh press a a few years ago uh and it said that you actually built an entire curriculum around Aston Villa is
1: this true I did yeah (laughs) I did, hey, tell yeah. us all about
2: it. <laughs> I'm on the folks
1: to each it now. Uh, yeah, I, I did. It was that that was a lot of fun. So um when we had kind of our big promotion push, was that 2019, that's when we were promoted? It kind of stemmed out of selfishness <laughs> in that a lot of the like the matches that are shown are during the day. And so I, I can't watch them because I'm at work. And like, if they're midweek, I can't, I can't watch them. So what I did was I really wanted to watch them. And I said, you know what, I can make something out of this and like, make it a good learning opportunity for my kids. <laughs> and so we ended up like, and they, like, they knew how, like, they know my support for Villa. And so they knew how excited I was for it. And I think <laughs> there was that a match at some point that happened to be over my lunch hour or something like that and so I just kind of had it on as they were coming in from lunch they seemed like really interested and they're like oh who's that who's that what are they doing and so I ended up like yeah just kind of creating this big learning opportunity for them so what did they learn into it so they ended up doing um (laughs) we did player profiles, and okay good because we're going to try and educate one of our
2: friends we need ideas
1: (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Um, Yeah, so they ended up like doing like some research on players, like I gave them a list of players that I knew they could find information on. And so they like did some research on players, they presented kind of a player profile um, in uh, like kind of like a a hands on creative way. We talked about we did uh, some writing as well. And so we talked about like, how can you write to someone and give them Um, like advice and persuade them on what they need to do um, to accomplish something. And so this was during, like, um, this was right after the semifinal. And so we ended up writing letters to the players to give them advice on what they need to do to win the final. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, so that was, that was a lot of fun. And then I ended up like scanning all of the, um, the, their letters and sending them to the club and,
0: (laughs) A lot of Dean Smith was stood there at the playoff final with a little letter in his pocket that he's... Been up,
1: you know. <laughs> Half-time talk. Uh,
2: just like, guys, right. <laughs> That's Bradley from Winnipeg. Really <laughs> things that
1: <there. laughs> Yeah, exactly, exactly. And, yeah, I think one of, one of my kids, he ended up... He made a strong connection to Tammy Abraham because um, he also wears the number 18 when he plays. So he wrote a letter to Tammy and... Um, was saying like giving him advice on like use this foot cause they won't see it coming or something like that. Or like make sure that you like, <laughs> do, do this, but then like switched over to the Oh my gosh. It was, it was hilarious. It was, it was so <laughs> sounds precious. Good. Um, sounds yeah, good Yeah. And so then like, we looked at kind of like where uh, where Birmingham is and where is the UK. And so we looked uh, kind of at, like a geography and stuff too. So it was a lot of fun and they had a lot of fun with it too. And uh, we ended up, um, On the day of the – well, on the semifinal, it ended up – the match went over our school time. So they went home. I stayed at the school, continuing to watch it until the end. And then the next day, I ended up um, going back – what did I do? I went back, and I played for them – like the, the ending of the semifinal, but I didn't tell them what the outcome was. And so then like I took like a, a reaction video of them watching <laughs> the end of it and they were just so excited. And so then on the, the day of the final, we made an event of it and I like made them pancakes and we had like a, a breakfast and because um, the <laughs> final was like the start of our school day. So yeah.
2: <laughs> good that sounds great that sounds yeah.
1: fantastic do you know what
2: we've got speaking of, of harry potter i've got got ofsted coming into my online lessons tomorrow which are kind of like dementors like a team yeah. of dementors coming in and <laughs> suck they're a regulatory body right but they suck the life out of teachers mm-hmm. um so maybe tomorrow in my ofsted inspection i put they're obsessed with the curriculum as well so i could present this curriculum idea yeah, um, yeah. You see how that yeah. Out. i tell you what, yeah. I, think,
0: I think I would have done a lot better at school if I'd had that curriculum. <laughs> that right now. Well,
2: so, so, I don't know I'm actually surprised at this, because I know every time there's a World Cup on, we definitely let the kids what, like all go in the school hall, let's come watch yeah. the football. Like, I'm acting like I'm surprised, but in England, it's like, well, they're not going to concentrate, so...
1: Yeah, just let
0: her watch the football. I've got so I've got to ask as well. Have you had a chance yet to make the journey all the way over from Winnipeg to Birmingham and to Villa Park?
1: I have. Yeah.
0: What? How many times have you been, and what was your experience of that?
1: Uh, I've been over three times. Um, My first time was in 2017, and so we were um, like still in the championship then, and it's unlike. It was unlike anything that I've ever experienced. I have like, just like through just kind of the network and community of Aston Villa, I have quite a few friends that are over there. So generally what we do is we meet up with our buddies from uh, Kidderminster, and we'll um, hang out with them kind of before the match and then we'll go to uh, like to the match and then meet up again after. And so um, I remember like my first time going there, I had... I didn't at any point, I was never at any point like concerned I wouldn't get my tickets, but the person that I was getting my tickets from, who is a friend, um, (laughs) I got got them to me really, really, really late. (laughs) And so I was really stressed out. But um, yeah, they were, so my first match was actually in the Upper Holt, which (laughs) I think.
2: Not a bad place to start.
1: Yeah, no, not not so much. eh? And so um, I remember like walking up the steps and then like into the stadium. And then, like, as you're walking up the steps, you just see, like, the green from the Mm. pitch just appear in front of you. And, like, it was emotional. Mm, It was very, very (laughs) emotional. And I just, like, I was, like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe that I'm actually here. And, like, this is still, (laughs) like, really early into my, like, supporting of Villa. And then, like, you're, like, walking up and you find your seats. But you don't need them. It's like, you're not, you're not sitting in the upper hold. (laughs) And um, yeah. And I think it was uh, against Hull City and Gabby had scored for us and like seeing my first Villa goal, in the upper hole, it was just like, it, it, it was it was unreal. And like, wow. I cried, honestly, like I cried. <laughs> I don't worry, I go so all the time
2: and have been going my whole life, as long as I can remember. And I still cry every time I walk out, so. <laughs> 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 don't worry yourself.
1: Yeah, and one of my, like my buddies is actually in like the row in front of me. And so he just like looked back and I just like looked at him and he's like, you look like you're crying. I was like, I am crying. <laughs> You're listening to
2: All Villa, No Filler, Villains Abroad. If you're a supporter based outside the UK, then we'd love to hear from you too about how you show your support or why you fell in love with the villa. Send us your stories to allvillanofiller at gmail.com and you can also follow us on the socials of Twitter, Instagram and Facebook. Just search All Villa, No Filler.
0: Welcome back to All Villa No Filler. Now it's time for a special edition of this.
1: The Perfect 11.
0: It's The Perfect 11. This is a feature where we build our best ever Aston Villa First 11. Every show, we select a new position. Brittany, we've selected quite a few players like Mark Bosnich and Paul McGrath already. Now, I'm gonna guess you might be tempted to pick Ron Vlar. Is that is that the case?
1: Um, I think like as a personal kind of connection, I would say yes. <laughs> <laughs> um I think like because he is like the the one player that I really knew of, right like in the beginning and um being new to Aston Villa and not really um, not having a lot of knowledge or information or understanding of a lot of the like players from the past. Um, I would, I would say, I would say, yeah, because like on a personal level, um, I would also say Gabby on a personal level because his goal, like he scored the first goal that I ever saw live. Oh, you're well, yeah. <laughs> Fair yeah. Um, but I think, I mean, like, you know, I'd have to say Grealish. Cause it, like yeah. there's, there's just so much heart there. And I feel like over the years, there's been so many, like so many rumors of him leaving and like, he's still there. And a lot of that kind of like behind the scenes stuff that you don't really, you don't really know. I I think I just deep down really feel like he has a lot of heart and uh, he's a very skilled, he's very skilled. And um, yeah, yeah. So I'd, I'd have to choose Grealish.
2: I think you're right in terms of not only does he have heart in himself but he clearly loves the club you yeah. know it's more than he wants a bit of money or wants to sit on the the menu bench I don't know if he'd be sitting on the bench but you know there's clearly a lot more there for him than than just his skill and there's a lot yeah. more to him than just his skill I think yeah
1: yeah I agree
0: it's, I mean, it's interesting that you, you know, you started supporting Villa, you know, if, uh, 2014 and um, we've not been going through the best era, although the last year or two has actually been quite good. Mm-hmm. Um, at that same time, we've also had Jack Grealish come through, who is not only one of our own, but also just one of the best players I think I've ever seen in my life. Like, I, I know there's a there's always going to be a bit of a Villa bias, but he's a really unique and special player that, you know, you've coming into football, you've, you've got to see this guy play and i got I've got to ask like how, how did you react to when he scored against West Ham on the last day of the season last year
1: oh my gosh that was <laughs> absolutely insane yeah oh man it was <laughs> yeah <laughs> I think like there was there was so much nail-biting and just like kind of watching like what what else is kind of going on
2: hmm. As yeah, well. de- Yeah, and, yeah, it was. It was watching the other two games yeah, as well, wasn't it, at the same yeah. time. Yeah,
1: and, uh, like, I remember, because um, a lot of us in North America, we get on Zoom calls, and so sometimes we'll, like, we'll be watching a match at home on our own, but then have a Zoom call also kind of going, like, on the side, and, like, we, I think most people tried to kind of mute themselves so that you couldn't kind of get the feedback and, and whatnot, but, like, you're you're sitting there, virtually with other people and just kind of feeding off of each other and you could just see that everybody was on like the edge of their seat Mm. and just and uh... oh
2: yeah I mean even when we we got the result well enough of the result that we wanted even the the team had to then wait didn't they for those kind of however many minutes um yeah it it was a bit a bit tense
1: wasn't it it was it I definitely could, was
0: I, I remember i think that day genuinely is the most stressful day of my life now i don't know whether that means <laughs> i've lived a very comfortable life or not, but
2: yeah, I, just, I was gonna I'm, say you <laughs> charmed yeah, like yeah. in that game.
0: i know yeah but i was i just remember walking around uh just the local area i'm in and i just i couldn't like i was sweating so much the whole day <laughs> i was stressed my heart was going and i just remember when, I, when the game started i've never felt worse watching a football game but then when Grealish scored it's the i think it's the best feeling i've ever had watching a game in the sense it was like we knew what it meant we knew Mm -hmm. potentially villa had a good base there and they could if they could just stay up they might go on and do something really special Mm -hmm. um and i
2: think you could tell with that goal as well i've said this to you a few times before frank that it was the face of a fan when he yeah. ran over. Did he yeah. run over Tarahan? Whoever he ran over to, yeah. it, was the, it, it was the face of a fan. It wasn't the face that of somebody grin. that had just kept his workplace up. Um, it was like, yes, I've kept my, my boyhood club up. Um, um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, sure. um,
0: have you commissioned a statue for him in Winnipeg yet? That's what we need. Oh, no, we're
2: <laughs> working on it. <laughs> yeah, get, get the children on that.
1: Get it in the schoolyard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: Well, um, before we wrap up, uh, Brittany... What do you think of Aston Villa's season this year, and how do you think we're going to do?
1: I think we're going to do well. Um, I don't think that we're going to be in a position where we're going to be by the skin of our teeth again. I think that um, I think that we're doing we're doing well, and I think our like our season our season started off like better than we could have possibly hoped for. And um, I mean, I know that it's kind of been a, a little trickier to manage the last little while but um I don't I don't think that I have any real major concerns I think that there's a lot of a lot of talent out there right now and I think that um that Dean Smith has really found kind of that that um niche that he's been looking for in our players and that like creating like that having a good well-rounded group out there that have a lot of good chemistry and can help each other out instead of just relying on one person. Cause I feel like for so long, we were relying so much on Grealish and we were mm-hmm. relying on him to do everything. And now there's um, like, there's players that can help him out and players that he can help out. And they, I think they're working really well together as a team. And um, so I don't think that I really have any concerns this season, no major ones. Anyway, it would be nice to see us like way, way up there in the top, but yeah, um, I don't know, maybe I'd be happy with a, a mid-table finish. <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: well said. So um, just before we go, would you like to let our listeners know where they can find out about the Winnipeg Lions online?
1: Yeah, sure. So we have um, a Facebook group, um, and then we also have uh, – you can find us on um, Instagram and Twitter at AVFC AVFCWinnipeg. Um, and then – I'll just kind of also maybe put in a, a bit of a push for our North American Lions. We have a website for our North American Lions as well that um, that I kind of manage and run. So that's just northamericanlions.com and like all of our North American Lions uh, links and contact information can be found on there too. So.
0: Well, that's it from us today. Thanks a lot for joining us, Brittany. We'll speak again soon, I'm sure.
1: Awesome. Thank you so much for having me.
0: No worries at all. And it's goodbye to you too, Roisin.
1: Bye, Francis, up the villa.
0: And goodbye from me. And as ever, come on, you villa boys from Aston.